Thanks. God feels too. I want to begin tonight by holding up what I think is something that we all may feel, a kind of terrible combination of horror that is also mixed with a very deep fatigue in the wake of yet another horrific act of white nationalist violence. These early years of my rabbinate have trained me for something that I never wanted to develop skills in, responding to unthinkable violence and striving to bring the comfort and wisdom of our ancient tradition into a conversation that is full of divisiveness and pain. We Jews are, of course, not distant bystanders, images of people meeting the worst kind of hatred in the space that is supposed to represent the best kind of safety, a sanctuary, reminds us not just of the recent attack in Pittsburgh, but also touches upon generations of trauma in our families and in our communities. It is, in a certain way, poignant that this Shabbat is called Shabbat Zahor, the Shabbat of memory. We are a people rich in memory, though some of that is wealth we'd rather be impoverished of. And so what do I say to you? How can my words matter in the face of what seems like an impossibly dangerous monster that continues to rear its head from a history that we keep hoping will be in the past, but yet strikes again and again in the present? I know that words cannot bring back the beloved dead, nor can they take down ideologies of hatred and violence that lead to massacres like this. But if my words can help ground us in the peaceful and unity-minded ethos of our tradition, then just maybe we can uncover a little bit more of that pure goodness of humanity that we describe each morning in our prayers. So the first message for you is this. I love you, each of you those whom I've never met, and those whom I moved into deep relationship with. I can say with sincerity because I believe that operating from a place of love is a powerful strategy and way of being in the world. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love, it turns out, is radical. Loving, an act of resistance. In this era in which we are incited over and over again, against each other, in this moment when we all seem to be addicted to the news cycle that endlessly repeats a dismal story of who we are, it is an act of audacity to look out to your neighbor and say simply, I love you. And with all of the politics and noise and tweets and analysis aside, I invite you each into finding the courage to remain in love. Serving as one of your rabbis during these past few difficult years has been a lesson in loving. Sometimes I am angry, sometimes depressed or numb, and back to outrage. How could we have gotten to this place? But it is the moments when I am able to return to a place of profound love for humanity, for profound love for each of you. And yes, for me, this is also grounded in a deep love for God, that I can catch a glimpse of hope 
and a glimpse of what is possible. One of my favorite thinkers and writers, Bell Hooks, writes, when angels speak of love, they tell us it is only by loving that we enter an earthly paradise. They tell us paradise is our home and love our true destiny. The second message I bring to you on this Shabbat is from Torah. This week, we begin reading Vayikra, the book of Leviticus. At first glance, the book of Leviticus appears difficult and inaccessible. Verse after verse of instruction for performing sacrifices and the inner workings of ancient priestly life. It can read more like a user's manual for the temple than a treasured sacred text. And yet, if we step back, and try to understand the project of our ancestors, we can see that Leviticus is exactly the book for us on this night of sorrow and in this era of turbulence. Why? Because the idea of sacrifice in the context of communal ritual practice has evolved, is, pardon me, in the context of communal ritual sacrifice is a fundamentally hopeful and loving idea. Yes, our spiritual practice has evolved from sacrifice, but if we look at the intention behind it, we find an enduring and critical promise. When things fall apart, when bad things happen, we have a way to repair them. When we ourselves are hurt, when our community has suffered, we as Jews believe deeply that there is always a path forward. What is shattered can become whole. What is impure can once again be pure. Devastation and indignity can make way for the awesome and the proud. And where does this happen? It happens in the center of our community, in the Holy of Holies. Judaism asserts that the potential for transformation from tragedy to justice and joy can and must happen in the context of community. Bring your offering to the fire, Leviticus promises, and together we will find our way to the other side. The Hebrew word for sacrifice is korban. Beautifully and poetically, the root of this word is kuf resh bet, which means close or near. And so we could say that if the entire book of Leviticus has one message, it is that the path to holiness, healing, and ultimately to human redemption is always found in the heart of community. And so what is my message tonight? It is simple and old. Love, hope, and community. At first glance, they may appear as nothing more than cliche words in a sermon, but I want to tell you that I believe with all my heart that they are in fact the strongest and most important tools we have to forge a world in which the seething violence of racist hatred is finally and completely behind us. I say this because I believe that we are being ripped apart by an astonishing and yet at times invisible wave of divisiveness. For those who seek to do evil, this division is one of their ultimate goals. Indeed, the New York Times writes of the goal of the, church, of the Christchurch shooter that it was to incite violence, retaliation, and further divide. As Jews, we stand not only in opposition to this, but we stand for a bold and audacious vision of human unity. 
an attack on Muslims at prayer is an attack on Jews at prayer, is an attack on black Christians at prayer, is an attack on Sikhs at prayer, is an attack on Buddhists, is an attack on humanity. We are all seekers of the sanctuary of Al-Nur and Linwood mosques. Each of us daven at the Tree of Life Synagogue. All of us study Bible at Mother Emanuel Church. We worship at Sutherland Springs Church. We pray at the Sikh temple in Oak Creek. And what I am fully certain of is this, that all of these traditions at their very best envision a life of peace and love and justice for all. The prophet Micah writes, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not take up sword against nation. They shall never again know war. Everyone shall sit under vine or fig tree and not be afraid. My friends, there are many action steps I could propose. And in the coming days, I hope we will all share ideas of what concrete steps we might take to help steer this precious and broken planet on a path towards all that is right and good. But tonight we start with love and unity. We stand in the well-worn and perfect place that our ancestors left for us. The burning Shabbat candles remind us of a quiet and eternal truth. May the blessings and loving kindness of this sacred congregation reach the hearts of those who sit tonight in unimaginable grief. El Malay Rachamim, compassionate God, hold those who perished close to you forever so that their souls may be bound in the bond of eternal life. May they find a home with you and may they rest in eternal peace. And may we, this holy congregation, use our tradition to reach out, to build, to forge a new path forward that refuses to listen to the voices of hatred and fear, that instead allows love and compassion to emanate from our hearts and our lips and the good work of our tired hands. Shabbat Shalom.